Keegan Soki Radio Live number 104 this evening. It is May 15th, 2021. And I am Lunar. I am joined here by DMJ and Zara this evening. Hello. We've got some stuff going on this evening. If you're here and you're like, what is this? What's going on? Why am I hearing voices? This is Gensoki Radio Live. It's a two-hour program that we do once a month, and we talk about the latest music, or you get to listen to some of the latest music. We talk about the latest games, some of the latest news out there, because that is the nature of news after all. It is probably a recent thing. And we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about this uh, this evening. Our document is quite full. Uh, there's quite a few games to cover because we didn't cover so many of them last month, and we're going to kind of go from there. But to lead off here, I guess before I get any further, if you want to join us, uh, we do have a partner Discord server. Join us and the rest of the listeners over there at discord.gg gr is a pleasantly short URL, very convenient for all of you to just uh, come on in, stop on by, listen to some music, talk with some folks. Um, immerse yourselves in the memes that tend to happen during these shows, because... Uh, that is a thing that happens, as DMJ very well knows. Yes, I so, know him well. Yeah, so we got some new stuff. First of all, DMJ, what's some new stuff that you're dealing with this evening? A uh, new studio mic. Uh, I think you mentioned. I got a hold. Yeah, did you mention it last show, or I, I think? Yeah, I mentioned it last show. But now you actually let have it. it. Yeah, yeah, dwelled on my mind literally for only 30, 30 minutes, and then I pulled the trigger. <laughs> so you smack that button, and uh, like a few days later, something arrived in the mail. That's how it goes. So I ended up getting a Shure SM7B with a brand new Frameworks uh, boom with a integrated XLR cable, which is um the only thing I have to get used to. And give me a second, I have to test something. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you I, hear? Me? Yes. Okay. So never mind. Keybinds don't work on Discord. Oh. I don't have a mute button anymore. Hmm. I had a physical mute switch, so I now have to mute myself on Discord every time I use. That's the one downside with this year. Um, but the um, the studio is not finished yet because there is still some more stuff coming in i got another xlr cable with a cloud lifter on mm-hmm. its way yeah so i will be sounding crisp e when it is done crispy i'm looking forward oh, to that be it'll be, it'll be i'm i'm really looking forward to it too because this would be like this is like the dream audio setup i've had the same that- i've had the same boom arm for my microphone for years and it is you probably have a much nicer one than i do like mine's got visible springs and like the i don't know if i move it i mean it's kind of squeaky just a little bit because it's i've it's been around for a while right it's been around the block a couple times or a couple dozen so yeah yeah i don't know i'm i just i can't really justify a new microphone i like my at2035 and i sound so much better than the 1800s that you've been using for basically all this time Oh yeah, so that thing that thing is I I immediately was just like oh my gosh yeah so it this is, is like a thousand times better for me absolutely 
like needed upgrade and something that will be excellent, not just for these shows, but also for some future projects, both GR and non-GR related, as DMJ is uh, wanting to get into at some point. Yep, because I already thought of my next upgrade will be actually to a... Eventually, this is like way down the road because I know this is going to get really wacky when I get into it. Getting a DSLR webcam. Oh, okay. Yeah, just I'm like first stream going hard. Like sweet. Throw all the money in. Let's let's go. Yeah, I would. If uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I I I would. If you're gonna do that and you're you're serious about it, it's um great. Although I I will say that. Don't let the, like, just as a general rule for anyone out there, not just DMJ, who's looking to get into something, like, don't think you have to have, like, the latest and greatest equipment. The equipment doesn't need to come first. It should be, like, no. the stuff, like, you know, make sure that it's something you want to do, make sure that you've got the stuff that you need, whether that's, you know, basic equipment or, like, the right kind of personality or whatever the case may be to make your thing work, whether it's broadcasting or streaming on Twitch or, or whatever you want to do. But I Lunar, always... how will I ever stream without my streaming chair? Yeah, well, yes, you, you know, have to have a good streaming chair. You can use <laughs> a piano bench for the first couple months or whatever, and it's not going to be comfortable. You know, grab a blanket or something and, and use that as a cushion, but, like, seriously, like... Whatever you got, if you can make it work, make it work. And I just... always recommend to people. There's a, an article on PC Gamer, and I oh every time somebody's like, oh, I want to get in the streaming, or hey, oh, it's really good to have. This was really good to have for COVID when people are like, oh, I got to work from home and do meetings. There's PC Gamer is like how to start yeah. your own stream, mm -hmm. like get all the equipment for it for $150. And it is like pretty much everything that i had mm -hmm. before i made my upgrades so it was the same mics that we got and you it's a really nice like that the be, the uh behringer mics the, the 1800 so the xm 1800s is a behringer microphone it is it comes in a three pack for 40 dollars yeah they're I stupid mean, cheap it's 13 dollars a microphone and you're you're you just got to get a cheap mixer which they they make a behringer mixer for like Yep. Sixty dollars. Yep, even less than that these days. For that plugs into USB, so there's like nothing wacky you have to do, and yep. it does XLR input. So an XLR, like XL, like most people don't use XLR stuff, and that sounds scary if you're unfamiliar. But like, if, if you plug that into a mixer, and that mixer's got USB out, and then you just plug that into your your computer, like it's super simple. There's it's like you don't have to really think about it. You just plug stuff in where it looks like it should go, and it's probably gonna work. So. Yeah, um, and then after that, it's just a cheap Logitech microphone, a, a desk stand for like twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you're as, up and running. Yeah, as, as some as some folks are saying, you know, like if 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 people can hear your voice without straining people's ears, like it's probably good enough. Like for a podcast, hey. I mean, like even to just get started, right? It doesn't have to be like the best microphone or whatever. Like you know, like before. For a really long time, I was using an 1800S um, as my XLR microphone. I had a Blue Yeti, which is like a hundred bucks. This AT2035 is like 130 on Amazon or something. And then you go up to the, you know, the the we're starting to get we're starting to hit the stratosphere here with with what DMJ has, you know, a $400 microphone. And it's not about how much the microphone costs. It's about 
what you're willing to put into your craft. And if you, if all you have is just like a simple desktop microphone, the same way that I had for like the first two or three episodes of this live program that you're listening to right now, I had a Plantronics microphone that just plugs straight into the mic port and people said it was too quiet. So like, you know, after that it was like, okay, can I do this? Yes, I can do this. Should I get better equipment? Yeah, I probably should. And so I did. And I made it work. So anyway, um, I don't know. It was a, it was a, it was a good that was point. a thing. Um, yeah. So so DMJ's got some exciting equipment. I have a switch. Um, n- I'm sorry, not a Nintendo switch. I have an audio. Switch. I was about, I was about Light to say switch. they're they're having trouble making switches right now. So uh, I don't know where you're getting them, but uh, we're. By the way, for those out there who are playing Nintendo switches, you probably are sitting on a gold mine because they're they're Nintendo put out a big report saying like, yeah, we're struggling making chips right now. Yeah. <laughs> and being in the automotive industry i understand <laughs> have you have you heard like there's there's some weird things going on out there too like for example have you heard of like stores refusing to sell pokemon cards okay yeah let me tell you yes. about that because my little cousin is a sports card collector and those are also in the same boat the reason why is because scalpers literally my cousin has has experienced these scalpers and they're super predatory like you guys think gpu like scalpers are are bad yeah now imagine you're a po- you're a kid who's into pokemon and yeah. there's a guy at the card shop sitting there trying to peddle you a pack of pokemon cards for ten dollars and this is the new pack that just came out you're only eight yeah. like this is ridiculous that's like gosh for for me i remember um i remember when mcdonald's had uh they gave up they started giving out little uh pokemon cards with the happy meals uh you would go into a mcdonald's looking for uh looking for to get your kid a happy meal only to realize that that restaurant at nine in the morning when they opened had a 50 year old guy come in and buy every the entire box cards now let me tell you a story about how i played Yu-Gi-Oh and they did the same thing oh no that that was i i ate happy meals three days a week trying to get uh <laughs> cards and i and, and and i remember i always got upset because they were those joke ones or the, those uh ones that came in where it was like mcdonald's theme it was a clearly a mcdonald's theme card that you can't use in actual play it's <laughs> like i got I, I like it's pretty much like you're getting like the joker in the deck while playing poker or something it was just like gotta throw you out you're terrible also inflation is hitting the um is hitting the pokemon card market that um that super rare like foil charizard card that's the subject of every pokemon card meme out there i think a copy of that sold for up north of 100k let me tell you a story about how this both happened to me in Yu-Gi-Oh and in pokemon i owned both uh in pokemon i owned that charizard and in Yu-Gi-Oh, i owned uh what was it Blue eyes, white dragon. No, it was uh, one of the banned cards. It was in the Pegasus deck. Uh, okay. Was it Thousand Ice Restrict? It doesn't. It never ceases to amaze me how many like different things DNJ has gotten into over the years. Yeah, welcome to having a, my brain. Um, but <laughs> it, but uh, I had both. The machinations of my mind are an enigma. enigma. <laughs> but I had a Thousand Ice Restrict and a foil. Charizard and I, as a kid, gave him away at a garage sale. Oh man! <laughs> and I'm looking back at that, and I was essentially sitting on two black lotuses. And I'm like, for yep. those Magic um, the Gathering players, oh, speaking of Magic the Gathering, oh, guess gosh. what happened to me? 
I, I, I'm back, baby. <sighs> MGT, um, MTG Arena. Anybody want to come up against my mm. crazy decks? Mm -hmm. Have fun. Yeah. Okay. Just oh. search my name, add me as a friend, I, and we'll go. I don't even know what to no, think thanks. about this anymore. Yeah, no, now instead of opening physical cards, I'm opening up a more healthier version of uh, digital cards, which thankfully my decks are good arms. enough I can open packs every day. Did you I was gonna say, does it cost like six hundred dollars to make a competitive viable no, deck? Don't, don't tell me that. No. Oh, okay. I I know that that digital games. I think, but are cards going digital? Is that a thing? Uh, well, in bro, the, Shadowverse, please. I mean, I know well, Shadowverse is a thing, but like. Shadowverse, at least in that case, you don't, to my knowledge, you don't have physical cards. Like, they just... Okay. With the way that I see it, MTG Arena is like trying to compete with Hearthstone because Hearthstone was taking a lot of Magic's Thunder. Um, yeah, back it's when basically it was just a physical Baby's card. First Magic. Yeah, it is basically Baby's First Magic. And the other thing is a lot of people in the Magic community uh, used... Uh, third-party applications like Cockatrice and Tapped Out to build decks where they had access to build anything they wanted. They had all the cards, essentially. And all you had to do was just put the deck together in Tapped Out, test it, and then go to Cockatrice, where, again, you have all the cards for free, and you just go. Which I would assume Wizards would understand there would be a big issue with that. So... Uh, they just created MGT Arena, and uh, okay. here we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> cool. All right. Money. That said, um, yeah. we're not going to be talking about, I don't know, trading card games or the like no. uh, for most I'd of the show. We've got some, or we're going to follow up on some of the news that we talked about during our last show regarding digital Toho music, but we'll also touch upon... Uh, you know, the fact that spring is on the horizon, the title of this episode, we'll talk about what that means and what our prospects are and what we're excited about and stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, and then some other stuff here, obviously tons of Steam games to talk about and uh, other things as well. So we'll do that. We'll hop into some music here. We'll be right back here in just a little bit on Kinsoki Radio Live number 104.
Kinsoki Radio Live number 104 this evening. I am Lunar, joined here by DMJ and Zara. And in case you're wondering where Nano is, he did mention last show that his schedule changed and he might join us at some point in the latter half of the show, but uh, that's going to kind of be how it is moving forward. He's just uh, not going to be here nearly as often as he has been before. So, um, Man has a job, dude. That is the nature of his work. You know, it's um, like tech support or whatever it is. I know it's more it's more specific than that, but um, yeah, they run a 24-hour operation over there, and it just so happened that Nano's schedule as, you know, of the last year or more has been favorable for us. But if you listen back to, like, you know, episodes you know, in the 40s, 50s, 60s um, of Gensoki Radio Live, years ago, he had a much different schedule. He was, what was it, basically... Um, he'd go, he'd come back home from work in the morning, go to sleep for like the four or five hours, wake up early on Saturdays to do these shows. And then like a few hours later, go back to work. So in that way, it was kind of brutal. And this way, at least his, you know, it ends when it is the midpoint in our show. So anyway, uh, DMJ, (laughs) there there was one other thing I wanted to ask you about before we get into some of the actual show topics here, but how has gasoline been i i heard that like things were like prices were really high like it, it, to the point where i double checked to see what the price the gas prices were over here and i'm in the midwest u.s and it was like three bucks or something which isn't okay. like that bad okay so by us um we went to the gas station I went. I normally fill up every roughly week and a half, okay. and it, I was getting up on a halfway point on my tank, and I was like, "Oh well, I might as well fill up while I still have time." Um, with my new vehicle, uh, it cost me from a completely empty tank to fill up about seventy-five dollars uh, for gas, wet two dollars. Okay. So uh, Mother's Day. Uh, I'm driving by the gas station. It's an SUV with a large gas, right? Yes. Yeah. And I look up at the the gas prices at Thornton's, and I'm like, oh well, it's gonna be like two nineteen, right? I'm just gonna go fill up now. And I saw it three eighteen. I was like, yeah. what? It happened. This was two dollars a night before. What happened? And then that's when I looked at the news about the hack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's for like, for those not in the know, um, one of the pipeline companies that provides uh fuel to the eastern part of the u.s was um, south it's south and the eastern seaboard yeah so, so it's like south, from, south southeast that area yeah, um, north carolina mostly yeah um that they, was where it was at the hardest they were hit with a cyber attack and so it disrupted things and some yeah you know part of the affected area is like the u.s government like where that's yeah. all situated which is like hmm, so obviously kind of messy um i did hear from one person that they saw that gas prices were seven dollars in north carolina at one point yeah no so, that was that was a thing yeah um lots of it's kind of 50 50 and what happens next because they they hit a uh, they accidentally hit a government thing and well when you hit the government uh, stuff tends to blow up in your face um listen to your it people please on the other hand your networks on the other hand, the I am hearing that the company that got hit, uh, they just paid the ransom. So secure your uh, secure your gas, secure your uh, internet, secure your power, whatever you need to do, because 
what happens when you pay ransoms is that you encourage the attackers to do it again. Yeah, well. Anyway, so that's a thing that's happening, and I yeah. am still not really going anywhere, even though uh, I'm at this point um, almost fully vaccinated. I've received both of my my doses, but they say that you're not fully vaccinated till two weeks after the second dose. So for me, Correct. that would be the day after the 18th. So next week. For me. I think, um, I think it, I don't know how it's considered state for state, but I know in my state, it's like if you get your second dose the day of, you're, you're legally considered fully vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, well, what I, what I just described, I think, is what the policy is in Minnesota. And I live close enough to the border that, you know, we're all like, that's where if you work and you live where I live, you probably work in Minnesota, not Wisconsin. Um, just because the cities, like the Twin Cities, um, St. Paul and Minneapolis are over there. So we and, and we also don't get any Wisconsin news networks because like, that's all based over in Milwaukee on literally the other side of the state. And we don't receive them because we're too far away. So what I've been hearing as of late is what Minnesota's been doing. And what Minnesota's been doing is they recently... Um, released a bunch of the restrictions um so f so long as you are fully vaccinated um like masks are actually like not required although it is variable depending on what city you're in and as well as if you go to like a particular business or restaurant or whatever they can still enforce their own stuff so yeah, yeah. and it's like i know this is probably something that a lot of the folks in the u.s already know about but i know we have a lot of international listeners and for them this is gonna it's like a really interesting look i feel like into how this stuff is getting handed down um, and how people are dealing with it over here. So, I don't know, it, it is what it is, but because we're talking about that kind of thing, um, my argument here is that spring is on the horizon. And yes, I know if you look at the cover art for this episode, it says, you know, but it is technically already spring, right? Uh, because it's May. And you are correct, but remember, if you recall, uh, if you will, a year ago when I said, we had an episode titled The Winter in April. Now, April is technically spring, but it felt like winter because, you know, it was only, um, you know, we had lockdowns for a, you know, a month at that point and things just didn't look very good. You know, we were researching vaccines. We were trying to figure that stuff out. But uh, for, for me, it's like 2020 was winter. And so the fact just... I am saying spring is on the horizon because, as as one character in a particular show once said, I can see the ending. I know where we're headed, and it is in a positive direction at this point. Um, unless you're in India, which is having some real troubles. But um, for for like just in a general sense, things are going, things are improving, and I'm quite excited about it. So like. You know, I just wanted to talk to, to take a few moments to figure out, like, what are some of the things that we've missed during this time? Like, obviously, we didn't do Anime Boston last year. We didn't do a convention. We didn't do another group show. Maybe we would have done another one of those. That was that was fun. But that was two years ago. The one that, that we did together. Um, I would totally do that again. Like, like it is in my eyes, it is worth the extra baggage fees to bring over like a second bag full of radio equipment to just do our show. Um, totally worth it. And it's it's a lot of fun. And it's also a lot of fun meeting with a bunch of people and people we haven't seen in a while and stuff. And I, I know that some of the other folks on the 
on the East Coast who we would normally meet up with are kind of, you know, they've they've obviously missed this stuff too, and I know that a lot of a lot of our listeners are as well. Some of them are from the East Coast, so. But um, I mean, that's, that's some of the things I've missed, you know. But w- what about you guys? What about you, DMJ? Oh man, dude, I miss doing a lot of stuff. I miss AB the most. Like we we are looking forward to go to just go get our real IDs and then get on a plane and just go to AB. Yeah, just go do stuff because like we've been trapped. Like I'm I'm itching to go play groove coaster at round one so bad mm-hmm. yeah. i've been playing yy party for so long <laughs> i just need the i need a physical controller in my hand and i just need to go mm-hmm. i just need to play i want to just win stupid amounts of credits and then sit down and yeah. eat, 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 eat their pizza and just DMG, be I, happy that i'm out of my house i have a round one card it still has like 17 dollars on it so yeah at some point yeah, I, at some point like we need to have, you know do a get together thing like obviously we, we were talking about this like a couple of years ago i feel like when you were first starting to look at apartments and things oh dude yeah dude that's going to be so we want to do that so bad just do a show yes dude. here absolutely like i 100% am for oh. like i am for that dude i want to do that so bad i'm like just get everybody together all in the same room just like we did that at ab mm-hmm. and just just have a party i don't know oh, what the boy. heck we'll do other than the show but yeah like oh man dude yeah yeah i good. would be so down for that like it, it's it's super obvious to to us that do these shows every month but to a lot of folks out there and i guess maybe the immersion is broken a little bit by zara's microphone and his environment because it's, 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 it's clear that he's in a different room and I, i'm not trying to give him a hard time it just is what it is but for for us it's super obvious that like we just we don't do these shows together the vast majority of the time even though we try to to the best of our ability anyway um make it seem like we are all in a room together and and doing this thing but when we can actually do that when we're actually in a room together it's it's great because you can do things doing a radio broadcast or doing a a podcast even something separate from this this program that is like there, there's just key, like like visual cues and things that you can like just do in real time and you can you can all make sure you're using the same like microphone and tech and stuff and your levels are all like better than we can make them doing this the way we're doing it but i don't know just like from a technical perspective is totally a lot more fun but from like a social perspective you don't have the lag time as as little as it might be for you know things like discord yeah it's you have a lot less chance of people talking over one another i feel like oh yeah yeah because you can physically see the other person Mm -hmm. and like know what they're gonna say um i see this a lot um um a big uh example of this is watching people like do covid D &D campaigns on discord or something it's just it's difficult for you to figure stuff out um when you're trying not to talk over everybody yeah yeah um so those are some of the things we've we've missed um obviously we want to do something together and like when we can get that squared away and this is behind us and dmj has his like living situation settled um Mm -hmm. yeah we're we're totally gonna figure that one out like for me it's like a 
I don't know. It's it's probably similar to driving to Colossal Con, to be honest. Like a, like a 12-hour drive from where I live. The only reason it wasn't so bad um, when I visited him, what was this, a couple years ago, a few years ago? Um, mm -hmm. Oh, gosh, no. Th this would have been in 2016. Man, it's been that long. Uh, was because I, I, I worked south of where I am now, and so I was closer to him. So I decided for a, a holiday weekend to go visit DMJ, and there, there was a VR party and stuff. That was fun. But um, but doing like just going straight from here to there would would be a a drive. It would be a <laughs> it, not not insignificant. Um, but I'd still do it. Um, you know, as long as we get like you know do a like a couple day thing or whatever. If we can find a holiday weekend to do that, that'd be great. And, and I guess for yeah. Zara, it's probably a little easier these days. A little bit. Yeah, I don't know how close actually you guys are these days, but I know that you're at least in the same state now, so maybe like an hour. Cool. Yeah, it's about an hour. Yeah. I mean, from where? Yeah, yeah, it's about an hour up the highway. Okay. Can I just be blasting music the whole time anyway? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything different. So, cool. Uh, speaking of which, I do have things that you need to have, so let me know. That I need to yeah, have. I know. Oh, that DMG needs to have. That you need to have. The station needs to have. Yes. What, what do you like? Like what, Zara? Like I, I messaged you about it. Okay. Stuff that's uh, gone out in the last however long. All right. All right. I get it. Cool. <laughs> um, and then the final <laughs> thing. Here, sometimes forgets that I do things here. Like music. I get it. Right. It's it's <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Yeah. I do things. Acknowledge my things. Yeah. No, like the 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 latest batch of music hasn't actually come from Zara. It's come from me, uh, because I mean we we haven't had the chance. We started playing some of this stuff last month. We have more of it this evening, of course. And yeah. So um. The, okay. The last thing I want to cover here in this in this bit is what do you think? Like after all this is said and done, what do you think will stick with us? Like whether that means like habits uh, just ways of thinking about the world i don't know what's what's different how have you changed over the last year yo be honest not much not much really <laughs> yeah like like i only done sucky things that should have changed like i can't go places other than that it's like video games are still a thing i can play that all day yeah um probably the only other thing that maybe would have changed is how much i'm driving <laughs> not driving oh yeah, yeah that's, that's sure i don't drive at all anymore yeah exactly like i mean as as a rideshare driver i haven't driven in over a year for rideshare and that's really strange to me but it'll also be really strange getting back into it like i know i know that oh, yeah. um i have said just personally that i wouldn't consider starting until june although to be honest it's probably going to be closer to july so yeah oh. um but i don't know i i think like habits like washing hands is probably going to be like i i washed my hands fairly often before but i'm just more aware of like the order in which i have touched things you know, before, like, I don't know, eating a cheeseburger. It's like, what did I touch before this? Um, I'm just, I don't know. I've become a bit hyper aware of that kind of thing. Um, probably to a fault right now, and it'll probably get better over time. But it's just one of those things that I feel like is going to stick with me for some time yet. So, mm -hmm. 
Anyway. Well, I'm glad for that. I've always been aware of that stuff. It's kind of been programmed to me from into me from what very early on. So yeah. I'm just glad other people are now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that everyone's aware of that. But I, I think in, in general, more people are, which is arguably a good thing. So as, as long as it's not to the level that it's been for me over the last uh, several months. Anyway, um, moving on from that, uh, we've got some other things here, main and other. What, what do we want to go from here? Um, Probably want to go to that the, the, the last one because. Uh, what? The uh, last, boy, we got a bunch of we got a bunch of lists here. What about the thing at uh, the top in the music category here? Um, just to follow up on where we, what we were talking about last episode, um, Toho Music's on Spotify. Like, just that's out there. People have known for a while now. Um, and we mentioned, you know, some of the good points of that, some of the not-so-good points. Uh, so we've compiled a, a very short list of the good, the bad, and the ugly in terms of Toho Music on Spotify. So, the good. And some of this we talked about last episode, where we talked about how Toho Music being on Spotify means that Toho Music uh, gets broader access and exposure. There's more people out there who are able to look it up, to listen to it, to learn more about it. And that's awesome, because that's kind of like what we've been up to. You know, we want to inform people about it, and hopefully they can learn more about where it comes from and stuff. Although, of course, Spotify isn't going to do all of that, and certainly not to the degree that we would do it. So there's still definitely a place for us in the world. Uh, we'll talk about some of the news and some of the, the games and some of the nuances of the music um, that you just wouldn't learn about from Spotify. Um, but that said, uh, another good thing is that it does provide more opportunities for artists to get paid. Uh, one of the things that we promote is to support the artists. You know, a couple months ago, we spent over $300 on, on music, and Zara's probably done the same, That you know, to, not, not to my knowledge, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll get that reconciled. But that's different. That's, um, that's other news. Um, yeah, so like it's soon. good and, and, and soon. I get it. We'll get there. Um, and then there was one difference that I, I wanted to just note, like if you look at YouTube music, because Google Play Music went away and that transitioned into YouTube music, if you look up Zune and you look up Zune's music, uh, it's really, really strange on, on YouTube music. Like it's out there, um, but if you look up like Zune the artist, there's some Toho stuff that he's done, and then there's like this other Zune artist, and for some reason they ended up like colliding like they combined in a way that's just doesn't look good uh on youtube music so that's not great but what they've done on spotify i think is they, like they handled it better um i don't know if someone at tdmd maybe noticed or or what have you but um it's not zoon's music isn't listed under zoon it's listed under team shanghai alice which is definitely distinct enough for it to not have conflicted with any other artist out there so i think that was probably a better way to do it. And in addition to that, uh, Zune's music is not listed as the like all caps Romanized titles. It's actually the titles as they would probably have appeared on a physical disc, like the the kanji, the kana, and the the English where it makes sense or where or wherever it is. So, um, so the titles, like the music itself, is listed a lot better on Spotify for for Zune in particular. So I thought that was that was good. Like that's that's an improvement. Um, that's that's good. How about the bad? Uh, what's what's not so good about being on Spotify? Um, well, 
I don't know. Um, this one's a little bit more general, and and I feel like long-time listeners, you know, people who have known about Toho and its music and stuff for um, for much longer, um, will will understand where I'm coming from. But there's this this perception of continued commercialization of Toho. Like digital Toho is kind of cool. Like we see Toho in more places, but we also notice that Toho games, not just the music, although of course now increasingly so, but the music as well, um, is visible and playable on platforms like uh, game consoles, which is something that a lot of people, like if you had asked, you know, five or seven years ago, if that would ever happen, people would be like, yeah, no, that's a pipe dream. That's probably never going to happen. But here we are. You can find games on, on PlayStation and Switch and, and all that stuff, like, and, and of course, Steam. So, um, so there, I mean, there's, there's some commercialization there, arguably, uh, obviously those are still fan games, but there's, there's more of a sort of licensing element to it. And I think part of that's just like over time, Zune's perception or, or just the, the, the way that, and, and this is speculation just, you know, out of, um, out of here, but Zune probably wants to to figure out how to take this you know this this massive like fan base it, it just at least in terms of its digital presence and its sort of like presence on consoles and things like if it's a licensed work zoom's probably getting a cut somewhere uh we also know that from uh from from uh, booth.pm where some of the the music is listed and as well as uh apple music and google play music when it was around um, that's the, uh, the TDMD, uh, Toho Digital Music Distribution, or, or I think very early on it was, it was known as Bondi. It was like not, not, not the toy company, but a different company, um, did a bunch of the digital music stuff on the artist's behalf. Um, but one of the things that people kind of forget about is that they also take a pretty decent chunk of, uh, sales from like albums. And I think at least very early on, and this could have changed since then, it was 50%. So if you had an album that was sold for, you know, $4.99, the artist would take $2.50 and, you know, Bandai would take the other half. So um, I don't know how it is on streaming platforms like YouTube Music or Spotify, but if it is something like 50% still, you have to remember that that $0.03 cents per play that DMJ was talking about for artists in Spotify, that'd be a cent and a half. So, so the argument for, like, artists making money on Spotify is diminished by 50%. Potentially, again, I don't know if the deal is different for streaming versus not, you know, like sales of albums versus uh, versus streaming songs, but I don't know. It's, it's if, if the argument wasn't strong for artists making a, a bunch on Spotify, um, it's, it's diminished by the fact that there is sort of a middleman there as well, so. But, yeah. um... I don't know, and I guess for me personally, that's just another argument for, like, if the music is available physically, do that, because uh, especially if you're at a market event, like I mentioned last month, if you if an album is $10 or, or 1,000 yen, you're literally handing them a 1,000 yen bill, and that is the artist that you're handing it to, and you get an album in exchange. It's the best way to support artists. If you can do it in person, do that. If you can't, like we haven't really been able to over the last year, and obviously, we don't live in Japan, so we can't really go to these, but... Uh, yet. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't like the yet. 
I that's ominous, but I'm gonna not talk about that right now. Um, uh, it's <laughs> ominous. You can you can still get these albums, but they're at the uh, you know Dojin shops. They're at the the stores that sell the albums, and they're for an up charge. You know, it's it's say fifteen dollars instead of ten, so you pay a little extra for that. But that's because it's now going through a store. There's a middleman uh, that needs to get paid in exchange for making these things available and providing the service. So. Um, but either way, the artist still gets, uh, you know, a sizable chunk. Like, if you're going to buy a CD, it's pretty clear that the artist benefits from it. Now, what about the ugly? Uh, because there was some ugly stuff on YouTube Music as well. Uh, what have we seen on Spotify? Now, I'm, I'm going to just, like, think about this while I go through these couple of, of things. Because I haven't really explored this a whole lot in depth. I've sort of heard it from the grapevine from others. But... From what I've seen and heard, uh, sometimes you get lists of what they, you know, are considered Toho songs, uh, but they often will include other video game soundtracks, and they'll even, like, sort of devolve into movie soundtracks, and then it just, like, at some point gets completely off-topic and starts going into just unrelated rock and rap music and other mainstream stuff, and it's like, okay, I started on Toho, and now I'm on, like... Katy Perry or something. How did I get here? This is weird. But that's okay. it was again, hot and then it was cold. That's kind of the nature of Spotify though, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what these Toho song lists of Toho songs is, but I'm assuming they're probably people either creating playlists or even worse, probably um I, f- I feel like it's automatically Spotify, curated. yeah, because um again, I've been watching a lot of D&D stuff. Um and lately um the one i'm listening to speedrunners and dragons um they use a playlist on spotify where every once in a while like they'll have just like a bunch of good medieval tracks and then suddenly like hyperlight drifter just makes its way in or um like forza makes its way in because i think the way that everything is kind of metadata within spotify is just like all right were you part of a video game at some point Yep, video game soundtrack. Guess what? Boom, now you're... Well, that's the generalized. problem is just... That's the problem is... Uh, that's the problem with just... It's a long-standing problem with just grouping any video game soundtrack as a video game. The video games have a wide variety of genres. It just grouping everything into one tag is going to result in stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's the big issue with uh, Spotify. Because there's even some, like, uh, tracks. Um, a good example is uh, Grand Theft Auto a lot of their tracks are also lumped into video games so you'll have a lot of tracks that are just like then and then it will just like spiral out of control after a while where it's like okay i've been listening to video game soundtracks oh this is gta soundtrack now i'm less again like i somehow found my way i'm now listening to you know uh kylie the creators like <laughs> yeah. and you're going way down the road like you're way out of the video game soundtrack genre at that point mm-hmm. yeah so um it's Again, this isn't even getting into the the video games that like license and use like regular music. Yeah, that's that's actually where I was getting at with the, why I was so, pointing to GTA in particular. Yeah, so it appears it as, both. As, yeah, because at that point it would, might appear as like part of their OST or whatever. Yeah, which um, is especially uh, ironic, yeah, it's but, weird. Yeah. Um. Uh. What's the other one? Not original soundtrack. Exactly. Last of Us did this too. Oh. If I remember correctly, yeah. because that was a big DMCA thing on twitch you couldn't play the credits hmm yeah all right yeah so but 
again, some circles don't sh don't show up correctly, but at least it's better than YouTube. So what can I say there? It's 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 um I know probably better than most people out there that the that that Toho music in general is just really messy, and it's difficult to keep track of. Like you know, for example, uh, I've been working on Music Box, um, which I've mentioned before, uh, but specifically I'm working on. Uh, reconciling music between the existing database system and the new database system, um, which is called Music Box. So the current database system has music with a bunch of song IDs, and then the new system has the same music, probably, it's supposed to be anyway, with a bunch of different song IDs. Now you have to figure out how to put those two things together. And the thing with Toho Music is that, uh, so, you know, like, if you look at like the back cover of an album. Sometimes it's a little ambiguous uh, what like, what type of character, what type of space or whatever, like they have to be one-to-one -one perfect matches in the system. So I've I probably spent 50 hours this past week just reconciling music, like getting things to match up in the system. And the thing is, I'm probably not even a quarter done. So uh, that's what I've been working on. I've been... <laughs> uh, before we can get the, the the new database out there and then of course after that have the ability to put out you know new music sooner and and goodness knows i have over 100 albums to digitize at this point that we just haven't gone through yet um but i'm not going to do any of that until music box is out there and we're able to do that and we're ready to go so anyway uh yeah that's what i've got going on um, that was the end of the, the Spotify discussion, and, um, part of what I've been doing. So, let's hop into a couple more songs here. After that, we'll, uh, we'll do the thing we do with the Halfway Point, uh, Countries and Listeners. Um, just a reminder, if you haven't signed into the website at least once from wherever you're listening from tonight, provided you're listening live, of course, uh, do that during, like, right now. And you don't have to be actively logged in, it just has to be something you did at least once. Um, so that we have a username associated, we can name your, we can list your name off during the, the halfway points. Um, I don't know. People complain when they don't get their name read off, and that's why it's like you have to do that step. And so that's the explanation. All right. Uh, first off, something from uh, uh, Tama Onsen slash Tiny Planets. Um, this is a song that has an instrumental version on a Tama Onsen album, but it is from the album Mercury from Tiny Planets, but, like, the title of the song is called Seven Ido, or, like, Seven Colors, which I feel like is an OD. I, I just, I, I don't, I feel like... The, cir the circle, they, they do a lot of, uh, they do a lot of, like, variety. Yeah, the variety, I feel like that one in particular is a callback. And then after that, we got something from Toho Bossanova 9. So we'll get into those right now, and we'll be right back here very shortly on Gitsoki Radio Live number 104. Tell me more time, I'm blue. 
「四季を彩る揺れる花のように
So here you live number 104. Please forgive the lapse in uh, judgment and timing as I have just figured out that one of the names on our countries and listeners uh, list is nearly unpronounceable, except for the fact that it's a real word. So we'll get to that in just a hot second here. <sighs> um, we were talking about if Nano would 
been around at this point that we would have him read it and then I would get off scot-free, but here we are. So right now we've got people listening from Argentina, Austria, Brazil, Canada, Chile, Colombia, Finland, France, Germany, Hong Kong, Indonesia, Japan, Korea, Mexico, Poland, Russia, Spain, Sweden, Ukraine, the UK, and the US. And then we've got folks listening. Uh, we've got Arani, Crimson, Comfy Comb, Cougar Duke, ETG, Flat Bartender, Kayaya, Koichan, Lava Looter X17, uh, Levening, Manual 3999, Miyasato, Osprey, and, and then this, this doctor word that I have to read. Oh. Otohinolaryngologist. Laryngologist. Yep. Uh, um, I'm going to need a spelling of that later. Um, I, will, I will give it to you. I need a spelling of that. Yeah. Um, Can I get it in a sentence? People aren't going to know why I just dropped that in channel, but uh, they, they'll learn soon. Rastaja, Sue Tempest, The Golden Proof, Zas 2, Can't Find Remote, Chris 1, Hazuzumi, Sour Limon, Title Grunt, and Lumi. Thank you very much, all of you, for listening. And for everyone else out there who's listening as well. There's uh, far more people listening than that. It's just the folks that have done the thing that I said that people might want to do if they want their names to put out on there. So, we got that done. What what I want everybody here to know is the general confusion while we were in break when Lunar saw that word. Otorhinolaryngology is a surgical subspecialty within medicine that deals with surgical and medical management conditions of the head and neck. Mm-hmm. Yep. The general confusion. Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> literally, we're sitting here, and then Luder goes, "Oh my gosh, one of these words are completely unpronounceable." <laughs> <laughs> That's my reaction. Look, it. Looking at the front, like the front half of that word, it looks. I just does doesn't look English. It just doesn't look English. <laughs> like it's perfect. And, and, and then you get to the end, and it's like. Oh, just and like oh, this is a profession of some sort. Hmm. Oh no, somebody, whoever that person is, who probably changed their name specifically just so that it would become very, very difficult for Lunar to read from my calls. I thank you because this is absolutely what I want. We are right here now. for your entertainment. Oh yes. If nothing else. If nothing else, yeah. So yeah, um, very, very good. Thanks everyone out there. Um, I also want to mention that we have a bunch of folks that are also supporting via 3x7. Uh, via 3x7 is supposed to be, or is really, the group, the people behind the station and other things that we're doing. So uh, we don't really mention this that often anymore, but we still have it around. If you want to support the folks behind the station, uh, you can support 3x7 at patreon.com slash 3x7. You do get some extras, some perks, some behind-the-scenes stuff from the radio, and uh, just learn more about some of the other things that we're working on that aren't necessarily GR-related. So, uh, that is out there, and we thank you for taking a look. Um, that said, though... Uh, Netlunar? Yeah. Somebody posted a, a word that I'm... In, in general, that I absolutely wish somebody changed their name. I'm to just gonna TV. shorten it to hippo hippophobia. <laughs> it's just hippophobia, okay? Hippophobia. I really want this. Or that what was it? The name of that lock in in England, which is in Welsh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. They, someone brought it up earlier. Nightmare <laughs> Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Uh, so that said, though, um, we actually have like the station. In, insofar as the station's been doing. So doing pretty well. Um, we had a couple of recent sort of uh, sales or pre-orders or whatever 
one of them just a, a flat-out meme item, uh, the Lunar Tech Tips bottles. Uh, we talked about them, they weren't yet shipped last month, but now they're all shipped out. People have posted photos, um, people have told me what they think of them, um, and DMJ, you have a couple of them. I have two of them. Yeah. Um, so that was that was neat. Um, I appreciated your comments on that. Uh, the the way that we end up making them is pretty neat because they're basically totally customizable. We have the ability to to design kind of whatever. So if you have any recommendations for what you'd want to see on a water bottle, like let us know because um, we have the technology. I was gonna say that much. We are not cavemen. Uh, one of the things I mentioned earlier was that uh, we had the the ten year anniversary pins. Those have been delivered. Uh, the best, actually, no, all of them at this point. If you've ordered one, it's you are the you, you either already have it or it's on its way. Um, I know a lot of folks who ordered them internationally have like been waiting a while. And the thing is, like international shipping is still really wonky right now. So it it just sit tight. It might be a while. Um, that's not just for the pins, but like anything for for folks that are ordering from not. You know, just outside the U.S. in general. Um, other news, since we're talking about store stuff, is that our digital Miko t-shirts have completely sold out at this point. We do not have any more. They're all gone. And for those of you who have been around for long enough, uh, we'll, we'll probably know that generally we don't just restock things to restock them. We do things by doing a pre-order first, and that pre-order is your chance to grab whatever size you want um and like it's it's guaranteed as long as you're pre-ordering it we make sure that we have that size available to send to you as part of the pre-order afterwards uh we tend to order some extra shirts as well and uh you know extra shirts or whatever the item is really uh like for example we still have probably an entire box full of mugs and we're not selling mugs right now but we probably will later this year um, so just hang on to that thought for a moment. Uh, but yeah, after pre-orders, we order some extras and we just have them sit around. So that's, that's why if you look at any of the Tohoet series t-shirts, the, the Forest Yomu or the Cardinal Reimu shirts, uh, we only have, I think, larges and extra larges left because all the other ones have sold out. But you have to keep in mind, those are extras. So all that is just to say, if we do another pre-order later this year, hint, hint, make sure that you order during the pre-order to get the size that you want. I know that like, so yeah, with the Cardinal or with the, with the Toet series, the small sizes sold out like in the first 48 hours, but that's just because all of the extra shirts we had sold out. What'd you got, DMJ? I was going to say, you're going to put in your order for the order. So you can pre-order and make sure that the order is in order so you can get your order. Yeah, I think I, I think you got that in the right order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one shirt that we we still have a bunch of are the uh, the Tory shirts. So the, the navy blue uh, Gensoki Radio logo-ish design. It's got the, the big old Tory on there. Uh, we still have quite a few of those. Uh, smalls, mediums, and larges are still available. So that's another thing to just, uh, yeah, hang on to that. And um, yeah, again, um, I know Nana's not here right now, but uh, I did mention last show, I think, that we were considering doing um, probably one or two more shirts to add to the Tohoet series. So that's, again, probably going to be within the next 
couple months, I'm probably, I, it's, it's a t-shirt. I kind of want to maybe get it out to folks when it's still kind of warm outside. So, uh, that probably gives you, you know, a window into sort of when that's going to happen. Just, just stick around. Stay tuned. If you're looking for one of those, uh, yeah, it'll be neat. Um, hmm, yeah, so let's get into games, because we've gone yeah. a surprising amount of time without talking about games. Um, games! Games! Let's let's do the non-Steam one first. Uh, so, May 11th, this was just earlier this week here, uh, Toho Lost Word released on Google Play in the App Store. Uh, and so it's out there. Uh, I know a lot of folks have been looking forward to it. Uh, a lot of folks, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll post... They have been posting stuff on on Twitter and social media, YouTube and things. And like probably the number one question that people have been asking for months was, when's it coming out? When's it going to be available? It's out right now. So if you haven't, um, you know, if you, if you haven't downloaded it or installed it yet or tried it out, you absolutely can. And I think DMJ, you'd you'd mentioned that you had didn't have a chance before, but like maybe you were going to check it out during the show. Yes, I have actually been at least trying to get myself through the opening cutscenes. Yeah, so we, what I find very interesting is yeah. the fact that you actually have to create not only your like you create like your username, but you also have to create your own like heroine name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is interesting. You, you create basically like you have to think of two different names. That, that kind of caught me off guard. So, um, if if you care to share, uh, what what is what is your protagonist's name? Oh, ah. Have you figured that Eggie. one out yet? Eggy. Eggy. Yeah, okay. I just I, I came up. Right. I came up with that name. I like, um. I was like I, that yeah. one. Yeah. Um. I I ended up ma- naming my protagonist Mint. Just. Just cause. Well, it's a mint. Or... Oh. Only a select few people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's <clears> um. <throat> that's a thing. That's out there. We're not going to talk about it too much during the show because we'll probably end up talking more about it next show. But I uh. I'm still working on the details of that, so stay tuned. Um, one thing I will say, though, is that if our, our show next month is probably going to be the first Saturday of the month. It's going to be quite a bit earlier than normal, so that's, like, roughly 20 days from now. So it, um, it's going to happen sooner than, than you think. Uh, just make sure you you're stay tuned and don't miss out on when we announce that date. Um, but with that said, uh, what are some of your first impressions, if you have even gotten that far? combat system is really interesting um i love the art style yeah like, the, the art is no, really good and music even though i have it like muted right now i'm reading the titles at the top and i'm like you got some bangers that are in this thing mm-hmm. i'm i'm ready to jam out apparently it's fully voice acted too or at least in somewhat yeah in in japanese of course but yeah <clears throat> so that's pretty cool mm-hmm. um pretty hype yeah, I'm actually liking it. And because I'm playing it and leaving it in the background, it's not burning through my battery as fast as like something like MGT or, or MTG Arena or um, what's the other one on here that I was like Groove Coaster. Hmm. So it's really nice on the battery as long as Malwarebytes doesn't do its thing every yeah. time I put my phone down. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Um, neat. Um, I guess just while we're on that topic, uh, one thing I want to mention is that uh, I think Toho Lost Word also hit uh, number one for the RPG category on uh, Google Play. 
So yes, that's actually really neat. I'm just gonna yeah, uh, Google Play US top free RPG. That's what the the category is. So they're doing a Discord stage event um, after the end of this show. Like it starts in 40 minutes from now. So um, so go tune into that. Of course, that's assuming that you're listening to us live. If you're not. Um, come by like make sure you're listening to us live i know that we're available on a bunch of podcast solution uh, uh, platforms right now um which heck i've i've mentioned in sort of our our weekly news update but yeah um if you didn't know gensoki radio live like the recordings of these shows are now available on apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher iHeartRadio, deezer tune in and of course spotify because other Toho stuff's up there, so we are too. Um, that's pretty neat. That actually happens this, uh, well, yeah, between the last mo- uh, show and this show, so. Neat. Yeah, so, neat. again, if you are around <coughs> after the show uh, and you are looking for something to do, uh, you can go tune into that stage event. I'm probably going to stop by. Uh, maybe I'll have the ability to say hi or something. Who knows? All right. And then we get into the absolute list that is the fan games on Steam. So we, I, I gave you guys a hard time last month for uh, for not looking at the games that came out in April, um, but there was there was only one game that came out in April, and it would have been in between the last show and this one. So, um, but there were a few other games in March that came out. Uh, so the first one we'll hit up here is Toho Fan Made Virtual Autography. Uh, this is very much in the vein of uh, just a your, your regular curtain fire game. It's uh, sort of modeled after the 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 original games. Of course, it is a fan made game. Of course, however, it is uh, different because, of course, if you make a game like that, it's got to stand out somehow. Um, it's different in the sense that it has combined some party battle mechanics um, as well as some RPG elements. And uh, it's frosting. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think the screenshots will probably make it a little bit more clear than my description here on the station. So you can you can look it up on Steam. Toho fan made virtual autography. Uh, I'll also post it in our Discord channel for those who are listening live. And um, yeah, so the the, <laughs> the the description for the game is interesting. It's a an incident involving dichromatic orbs. Um, and other than that, it's, it, yeah, I don't know, I, there's not a whole lot I can glean from it, really. But, uh, one of the reviews mentions that it features a gotcha-like mechanic. Uh, it's not really made clear by the screenshots on the store page, so I don't really know what that means. Um, I will say the reviews are mostly positive. Uh, most of the complaints, if there are any, are, they're primarily about, like, certain details and mechanics. Um, some people think the bosses are too easy, so it's not, like, really Toho-like in that way. Um, but it's out there, so uh, it is $14.99 on Steam. That puts it right on par with uh, one of the original games, because uh, the the latest Toho game to come out, which uh, we'll talk about a little bit here, uh, is also $14.99. So um, take that as you will. Just keep in mind it is a fan-made game, and um, I don't know. Just yeah, it is what it is. If you're if you're looking for something different, maybe check it out. The demo for Toho 18 Unconnected Marketeers came out on Steam on March 23rd, so the demo is out right now, of course. Um, but it, uh, since then, the game has become available on Steam. The full game has, so we'll get into that uh, by the time we get to that date. Um, but before that, Sekibanki's Head Adventure, March 26th. Um, 
The eagle-eared among you, if that's even a term, it's usually eagle-eyed, but I, you know what I mean, uh, yeah. will know that we mentioned this during a previous live show. It would have been live number 97 that happened in September last year, the show that we had Sean on for, um, where this game came out. And at that point in time, it was just a sort of a coming soon kind of thing. There was no price listed for it. It wasn't available. You couldn't try it out. Uh, but now, uh, as of March 26th, it is available as an early access game on Steam for $6.99. It is a... Yeah, the store description or the store page has a lot of Chinese on it, as a lot of these fan games do these days on Steam. And the basic gist of it is... Uh, yeah, the description is very generic. Characters go on to solve an incident in Gensokyo. Um, that's pretty much your bog-standard plot. Uh... But the thing that looks different about it, of course, is that your character uh, appears to be Seki Bunky's head, you know? Um, yep. So you hop around avoiding Danmaku and lasers and things, and that's pretty much all I can gather from the store page. Uh, there's not a whole lot else to it in terms of the description. So is what it is. If you're looking for something that, like, is aesthetically different from, you know, it's, I, I guess... Uh, what is it? It's not a 2D scroller. It's kind of like, it's like a 3D top-down thing. There's a 3D environment, of course. Or, like it definitely looks like it, but your mm -hmm. your view looks like it's locked from sort of this like top-down thing. Not complete. It's like at an angle, like a 45 degree angle or whatever. And it looks like you can probably rotate your camera, but yeah. Um. So I don't know. It's it's different. It's got a different sort of feel to it in that way. And then the one, we had one come out April 30th, so we're skipping over a full month where apparently nothing came out on Steam, which is actually kind of surprising. And uh, this is Hella Dazzling Hell. And, <laughs> um, yeah, so aside from the game name, um, it's kind of neat looking. Like, it has it has a pretty neat look to it. It's a 2D side-scrolling game. Um, the... the, the backgrounds sort of had this parallax effect you know think like if you're playing um to what is it terraria i think that's kind of what it reminds yep. me of um it's kind of got that look to it although it's not as pixely um so like the illustrations are it's not pixel art um although some of the some of the assets maybe kind of have that sort of retro feel um it's got sort of flat character animations the, the animations are, are kind of neat you know like no one really stays still it's kind of I don't really know how to describe it, but like it's, it, it all just like visually looks well put together, which in a lot of fan games is something that can be difficult to find. So just, I think that's worth a mention. And then like some of the, some of the shading, like the shaders that they use too, makes like the trees glow and some of the, some of the parts of the environments like lava and stuff, it sort of glows and there's, there's particle effects and stuff. It's kind of neat. Like I just, visually I think it's, it's, somewhere like halfway between retro but using some of the some of the modern stuff that's out there that you can put in games so it's kind of neat i would i would describe it as kind of like if they were to if this was a retro game and they remastered it yeah like hot yeah like hot swapping between old graphics and new graphics yeah that might be a, a good way to put it uh yeah so that one is available on steam for looks like 9.99 and it is also an early access game, so keep that in mind. But um, overall, at least from what the store page shows, uh, yeah, it looks it looks like a pretty well put together fan game. So uh, that one might be worth a look as well. And then last but not least, we get Toe 18 Unconnected Marketeers, which came out on May 3rd. 
It's available on Steam for $14.99, like we mentioned before. And before we get into the description uh, that DMJ so helpfully put together for us, uh, I just want to mention that in my... It, it, like, it says... Uh, this game is similar to games that you have played before. Risk of Rain 2, um, which I was like, okay, what, okay, so Risk of Rain is like the, it's a 2D side-scroller, it's a little more, um, rustic. But Risk of Rain yeah, 2 Risk is- Risk of Rain 2. Yes, but Risk of Rain 2 is 3D. Is 3D. I, I was, I said the first one and then the second one. But then, uh, it also says near Automata, and at first I was like, why the heck? And then I realized, oh right, I've played that game, and there are literally parts of the game that feel like you're playing a Toho game. Um, because there's a lot of, um, yeah, exactly. So, all right. So, um, regretfully, none of us have actually had to, uh, time to play this game yet. Uh, <laughs> so what have you got for us, DMJ? Okay. So story cards appearing in Sokyo contain secrets of human and yokai. Thing happens. Mm -hmm. As, as Inve does happen in Toho games. I, ass I assume investigations and wild accusations ensue uh -huh. where it's just reboot jumping to conclusion and it's just like I'm gonna destroy you and they're like why yeah so there's a <laughs> there, there's a there's a key mechanic and I'm, I'm sure folks who are listening are gonna say well why aren't they talking about the mechanic w what have you learned about this mechanic DMJ okay so this mechanic is you get 40 ability spell cards that you get or I would call them ability cards they're not really spell cards um, that you get throughout your your time as you're playing now I'm going to be reading these off and it makes I'm trying there's one line that kind of I'm still trying to figure out but you can add buffs to your characters you can add equipment to your characters or you can add active abilities uh, the difference between passive uh, passive uh, kind of like our adding like um they gave an example of an equipment as like adding a buddy character that kind of helps you out mm -hmm. or an active ability, which is something that will replace your bomb. Okay. Um, and then you could equip that through a either while you're playing or through a shop um, where I assume Rimu gives you V-Bucks and you buy skins. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I want V-Bucks. Yeah. Um, you get three total spell slots but this is what it says on the toho wiki and i'm still trying to figure out what this what this means but while only a few are initially available to be equipped in advance others can be unlocked by successful playthroughs and i'm assuming that means you start off with one when you go through the game the first time mm -hmm. um and then the more you play even if you die or fail through the story the more you can unlock more and more spell slots. So I'm assuming this is what the thing I was talking about last game, where it's like every time you play, um, you're kind of making it a little bit easier. Like you're supposed to fail the first couple times through, so you can kind of get more and more buffs as you go through. Sure. Rogue um, lady. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. this is this is coming from uh, user uh, Lightbox on Steam. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the enemies are tankier as a result of the system so they take a lot more hits um which as a toho 13 main mainstay player that makes me fear because <laughs> enemies die really easy in that game yeah interesting yeah so it's yeah there yeah so like that is kind of the thing with toho right like the, the series is that 
in general, new games have new mechanic. They, there's some sort of thing that's different about it. As someone so succinctly put it, uh, Toho, things happen. That's the game. Uh, but, but, yeah, that's... but this this one in particular, like this actually seems more complex than I recall like some of the re other recent games uh, having, in, just in terms of the, the unique feature or mechanic or thing that is different about this game against the other ones. I'd also, I also noticed this time around, um, we're going back to more of a 800 by 600 style screen. Really? Yeah, because if you go on the Steam page and look at the screenshots, none of them are in widescreen. Hmm. So we're going back to 800 by 600. Interesting. Um, let me just double check this the the store page here to see that for myself, because yeah, you're you're right. Actually, like it is letterboxed on the sides, and so it it just I don't know. Um, although can you recall? It just I, I unfortunately haven't played a, most of the more recent um uh, curtain fire games for Toho. I don't recall any of the other games having having widescreen either. A aside from like the the one v one fighter that came out, like that one is different. But... I thought they had at least support for it. I mean, you were still at eight hundred by six hundred, but you could. Um, it just added more screen, okay. essentially. Yeah. Well, so I'm... it would fit better. Could... I thought I thought that was the case. Yeah. Cause, I mean, the 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 tricky thing with that is that with with this format, it's the, the playing field itself is, by its nature, just a vertical sort of box, right? So yeah. if you were to fill in the widescreen part of your monitor, it would just be fluff. There wouldn't really be any substance to it. There's no there's no real benefit to it, right? Yeah. So, you know, so it is what it is, basically. Cool. Uh, and that uh, just about does it for the fan games on Steam. So that's awesome. Yay! All right, um, I'm gonna give us a chance to catch your breath here. We'll hop into a couple more songs. Uh, right, here we go. So one from the album Imaginary Journey, it's from Alstomary Records. After that, something from uh, Mirrored Worlds. So that is um, Frozen Starfall. And we'll return once again against Soki Radio Live number 104.
Kinsoki Radio Live number 104 this evening. We got Lunar, DMJ, and Nano not here, but we do have Zara. Oh, uh, Nano. It did it again. No, I don't want to play that. I don't stop. What's wrong with DMJ? Sorry. Origin tried to launch Titanfall 2 again. He's trying to play video games behind us. I'm yeah, gonna, well, gonna close I don't know. Origin. I thought you already had enough hours in Titanfall. I have 141 hours in Titanfall. Okay, that's not... And that's not, I have a problem. <laughs> that's the most outrageous that, number I've, I've heard of. I have... I don't know. When it comes to, like, video game play durations, I'm pretty sure what's near the top of my list, or if not at the top of my list on Steam, is Factorio. It's over... It's over 700 hours, I'm pretty sure. Let me go double-check. Right, I'm gonna do that right now. Because, <laughs> like... I'm trying to think, like, the only other game I could think I would have more hours in. I have, um, I, 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 based, based on my Steam list, I have Squad at the top at 350-something hours. Then below that would be TF2, because it's like 200-something from way back when I first got my account. Yeah. Um, and then, but I think even above Squad would be Ghost Recon Future Soldier. For a long time, but that would be but that would be on Xbox. For a long time, TF2 was at the top of my list. Um, now Factorio has 841 hours played. Oh. The thing with See, that is, like, every campaign you play in Factorio is like I don't know, longer than 10 hours. So inherently, you're going to be spending a long time playing. It's like when you play DCS and you're just like, I'm gonna go play on this game. And they're like, yeah, these games take like days to sometimes do. What? <laughs> mm -hmm. I've never, I've never heard of like a game like that where games last longer than a day. Like even in Planet Side Two, you would have a continent roll mm. within like a couple hours. I, I don't know about longer than a day, like a full day. I'm not really sure, but I feel like Stellaris would be up there. Stellaris, um, games like Civ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking about like where you're actively having to do something in real time, like a shooter. I would consider DCS quote unquote a shooter. Uh, since we're talking like, about this crap. subject, Arani and Chat just posted their playtime in Warframe, two thousand seven hundred ninety-seven hours. That's gross. <laughs> I absolutely, I absolutely both. <laughs> Oh man! Both I'm impressed and appalled simultaneously. Yeah, just, yeah. Over, it, it is. It 3, is what it is. Three thousand hours. Mm -hmm. yep. Three thousand hours in Warframe. How do you get that many hours in uh, that because game? It's, like, I, because it's because it's free. <laughs> yeah, but even when it was free, I can't. I can't spend that much I'm time in a single game. Yeah. Well. Like in a single day, I could swap. I literally ever was swapping between MGT Arena. Squad, Titanfall 2, and uh, Groove Coaster, and Magic and uh, Groove Coaster. I was playing in between games of Titanfall 2 and Squad while waiting to get into a game. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a bear. I don't know. Um. Anyway, uh, since we're on the topic of something that's not at all related to the station let's um talk about something that's related to the station yeah so yeah yeah um 
During these shows, we just usually do some some basic updates. What are we working on? What's going on with the station? What's what's new? Um, so I, I did mention earlier that we're working on Music Box. There's a lot of work there, just tying up the existing songs to the new songs or the, the, the new system. The songs are the same, but they're two different systems. And once that's done, Music Box will be integrated into GR, and then we'll get basically the effect of that is more new music will happen more frequently. Uh, and it'll just be easier for us to manage on the back end. It's not really a, a, a user-facing system, but users will absolutely uh, sort of hear the benefits of said system. So, hmm. um, And then after that... Hold on. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I had a thing. Um, <laughs> I just had a thing. Oh. Sorry, yeah, I no, just you know it's it's radio, so happened. like it's yeah. Um, but, 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 yeah. So once music box is out there, um, more music, more of the time. Uh, one of the things I'm really excited about, I feel like I probably mentioned this a little bit last show, but um, we're working on a transcoder for for the, for a well, not really working on a transcoder. We're working on a replacement for our existing transcoder. Um, this is going to be a little bit technical, not too technical, but um, the way that the station works and the way that it's working right now is that I am sending um, audio that's coming out of a specific channel on the machine I'm using right now uh, through software, and that software is uploading to our station server. Uh, that server has a transcoder, which converts the... I have to double check this. I think it's... Um, whatever the stream is, I have a fairly high bitrate stream streaming out to the server. But then you have to remember that the station is available in three different bitrates. We have it available in 128 kbps, which is our standard original mp3 stream. We have it available in our enhanced 256 kbps mp3 stream. And then we also have it available, I think, as a 64-bit AAC stream. Which, 64-bit sounds strange, but or even low, but... It's uh, it's an AAC and it has surprisingly good quality for the bitrate. Um, that is more intended for cases where you have limited bandwidth. Obviously, uh, mobile is a good candidate for that kind of thing. So uh, the transcoder takes the one stream in that I'm sending it right now and it splits it into those three bitrates. And then all of you guys are listening to one of those and that's how that works. So the transcoder uh, would be it wouldn't completely go away, but it would not be the thing that interfaces with the, the server part of the station all the time. Instead, we'd have something else that interfaces with it. Say, uh, instead of the transcoder, basically how it works is uh, we tell it where music files are. Uh, we give it sort of a, a, there's a scheduling system that's built in. So you get like the every hour you're listening to Gensoki Radio thing. Uh, that happens every hour. That's because we have a, we have sort of a scheduler that is able to insert those at the right times. Um, but this new transcoder that we're um, sort of experimenting with right now, we're, we're nowhere near ready to, to implement it into production, but um, its capabilities are super duper cool. Like, think terrestrial radio station. What is a, what, what is a, an FM radio station sound like? What are some of the, like, the in-between things that you hear? Just, just like the audio bits, the the clips, the 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 music previews that sometimes happen during some of those. Here's what our station plays, and you have like 
and it's you know someone says like artist name here this song and then this like a clip of the song plays and you have like a couple more of those or whatever and it's yo, 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 like, listening to yeah i can audit it if you want to j-lo and the bird like you joke <laughs> but that is closer to what the capabilities of the new system would be so like I just. I was like, saying. I was saying. I could. Uh, I could do some auto tune if you want. Yeah, I, I could go without. But I'm just. It, it's super cool. Like I'm really excited about it. I have my priorities. I still need to finish Music Box. Like that's number one. But this other thing is really neat. And we're also considering looking around for a uh, a vocal talent to help us out with that. We haven't made any formal announcements for it yet. I'm not making one now, I'm just sort of mentioning it, you know, something we'll probably end up doing in the future, and when exactly that happens depends on when I can get the other things done first. Um, but uh, a vocal talent to, um, I mean, you know, Sean Chiplock has been great, but he's also been on our station for literally the majority of its existence, so uh, in, in the form of his 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 introductions on the hour so you know um is it time for a change is it time for you know maybe more variety if maybe we can get like a like a female voice talent to to do some of those in between sec segments that'd be really cool um just the the, the the possibilities are something that that kind of gets me going so i'm looking forward to it um i know that like talking about this without actually having anything to, to show, even though I've been experimenting with this, is not really super exciting, but the prospect is there. And I I want to, my goal is, to get this music box thing figured out, published, and good to go, and then work on this thing so that within the next couple of live shows, hopefully I'll have something to actually show you guys before uh, stuff gets implemented. So that is my goal. Um, I'm sort of putting my flag down here, you heard it here first, all that good stuff. So, so there you go. Um, other than your auto tune stuff, Zara or or DMJ, um, <laughs> thoughts, comments. Oh, um, Tempest, Tempest mentions that it might be fun if we call like uh, Saucy to to maybe do some of those. That'd be kind of neat. That would be neat. Of, of course, um, that said, I know that, like, we, I don't think the station has been playing a whole lot of, of, uh, like, Baba Music and, and Frozen Starfall, and I don't think we even have Noroaleta Nights on the station's rotation yet at all, but, um, which I think is, is closer to what they do, but, um, that said, there, there is a considerable amount of, um, German music or, or German sourced music. <laughs> from uh from from some of those folks uh on the station already so i don't know hey um so flames 90 said gensokia radio that you can listen to with a radio uh yo you'd have to put it on a frequency yeah um what's really interesting is it's always cool to like get one of those like uh have you ever seen those things where you can plug it in for these are for older cards mm -hmm. you plug it into your uh cigarette lighter then you it, you plug your phone into it and then it gives you a radio station yep. and then you have to ah. tune to the radio station mm -hmm. do that that's like it's like yeah this is uh, Kentucky Radio on my radio station uh, but 
it's really interesting if you have the app and you have a phone with a, a bluetooth it will play over there and the metadata on certain vehicles will transfer over to your car's radio yeah because if you guys have forgotten again soki radio has a mobile app for android we don't have one for ios uh, i yes i oh my gosh ios ios yet is what i'm trying to say <laughs> but uh yeah we're we're at the point now because like store sales have been doing well enough and stuff and and also this this new transcoder would require um us to add to our monthly costs because it would it, it would be one of those things where we get like an additional server to handle uh, a bunch of the stuff um it, it is a more complicated uh thing but in in the end you know it, it is it's just it's gonna sound different on the radio station the back end gets a little bit more complicated but that's kind of what i do right I'm, I do all the technical things. Um, anyway, that all that said, um, the prospect of getting an iOS app to uh, the store is closer because we're not quite as strapped for, for cash uh, as we were a year ago. So, so that's neat. Hopefully, I, I'm sure our, uh, you know, our Apple device users out there would appreciate having something that they can actually interface with um, going mobile, especially since our website doesn't really have a well-formatted um, mobile player on the on the the website. If you if you go there, like the GR7 had a better one than GR8 does. That's because I didn't I didn't focus on being able to play on mobile, given that we have an app, um, even though we don't have one for iOS. So anyway, is what it is. It is whatever. I I wanted to focus just on a tangent here for GR8. I wanted I focused more on the full screen effect uh because a lot of people like i think in, in terms of users we have the, like the vast majority of people are on desktop uh who listen to our station or at least through the website or visit the website not, not even listen to the station because like just just website visitors in general um then you have mobile which is like okay the the majority of the website is responsive it's mobile compatible but if you want to listen to the station um that's a bit of a different story just the way that it, it is right now. I think I could probably make it better, improve it, but um, but yeah, like tablet users and mobile users for the website are just, it's it's a significantly low number um, such that I just focused on the full screen um, experience for GR8. So that's, that's why it is the way it is right now. Cool. And it's so nice. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, I even posted some like in development things on on Twitter and stuff, and it didn't get a whole lot of attention. But when it actually came out, people like I got a lot of comments on the player. It was just like, wow, where'd this come from? And I'm like, follow us on Twitter at Gensokyo Radio. Seriously, <laughs> like sometimes like we don't post a whole ton of stuff. It's not gonna flood your feed or anything. But some of the some of the things we post are like it's that kind of thing. You know, how does this look? Um, maybe maybe get more in the know. Um, that said, we do have a knowledge roll on uh, on our Discord server as well. Uh, again, if you're just tuning in at the tail end of this, discord.gg/gr, uh, we are here during these shows, but we're also around all the time, uh, and our community is as well. We hit we're over two and a half thousand members on our Discord server now. So, like, I think we hit that not that long ago. So that's pretty neat. Um, so thanks to all of you out there for for visiting and tuning in and all that good stuff. Uh, it's pretty fun. 
Alright, the... Yeah, we covered all that stuff. And the last thing, I, again, I, I mentioned this earlier, but yeah. Uh, considering doing a couple of shirts, uh, a couple more shirts, like one or two more, uh, for the summer. Do you have any character ideas, recommendations, characters you really want to see? I mean, we obviously have our own ideas, but I'm curious. Out there, folks in Discord, in no particular order or format, uh, what characters would you like to see in some of the, the upcoming shirts? Let us know over there. And that'd be cool. Alright. Yeah, um, that's about it for our show. That's that's just about two hours. I know we started a little late there, but that's how it usually goes, especially when Zara's trying to figure out why his room is so echoey. There we uh, Yeah. D Discord's echo cancelization processing. N not as good as yeah. you think it is. Yeah. We've got some cool stuff on the horizon. Um, obviously, we've got a lot of work ahead of us, but, you know, stay tuned. We'll get Music Box out there. More new music ahead. Um, and when I say new music, I know we've got the stuff that Zara has been itching to get to me for, for the station. But then we've also got, I honestly, um, over, it, it is, I can't really put an easy number on it. It's, it's over 100, at least 100 albums that just have not been digitized yet. It, it's... So there's going to be some sort of influx of music, somehow, in some way, and having Music Box around will make that whole process an absolute ton easier, so. Cool, so thanks to everyone for tuning in. Uh, thanks DMJ and Zara for being around. I'm, look I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to what this year has to bring. Um, oh, I yes. I don't know if we're going to, you know, be able to, to do stuff this year, but next year like i think for sure we'll, we'll probably be yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll 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 be closer to where we want to be uh but that is what i mean when i say that spring is on the horizon we're almost there just hang on and uh we have a lot to look forward to not just for this station but in general so thanks everyone for tuning in and uh we'll talk to you next time Till then.